What's up, everybody? This week is the Consumer Electronics Show, also known as CES, in Las Vegas, and there was a major camera announcement today, the Panasonic GH5, which was teased a little bit at Photokina a few months ago, which has now been officially announced, and you can now pre-order it as well, at least at B&H. And I want to talk about this for a little bit because the GH4 has long had a reputation for being an outstanding camera in the class of cameras that can go back and forth between doing video and stills very easily. And it's a couple years old now, and we've been waiting for the GH5, it seems like forever, and it's finally been announced, and I wanna talk about some of the specifics that you're going to see in this camera. The Panasonic GH5 features a slightly larger body than the GH4, and is weatherproofed. It also features a 20 megapixel live MOS sensor with no low-pass filtering. Typically, low-pass filters are used to reduce effects like Moiré, um, and usually they come at the expense of sharpness, and there is no low-pass filter in this camera, so this will provide a theoretically much sharper image. It also features the new Venus engine processor that claims to cut noise by an additional two stops. The GH5 also features a new electronic viewfinder. This one is 3.68 million dots and features a higher magnification than the GH4 as well. It also features dual UHS-2 SD card slots, full-sized HDMI, not the micro HDMI, which is really nice, a 6K photo mode, 5-axis in-body image stabilization with support for dual IS-2, up to 9 frames per second burst rate with continuous autofocus enabled, and improved autofocus tracking with focus times as fast as 0.05 seconds. Now, in terms of video, and this is where it gets really interesting, because this is the first camera in this class, and definitely in this price range that I've seen do this, but video, you now can shoot 4K video up to 60 frames a second using the full sensor, so that's no cropping. And at 4K, 60 frames a second, that's at a bit rate of 150 megabits per second. And if you drop down to 30p, you get 10-bit 422 color sampling in camera, which this is a little bit debated, but that can be a big deal, especially if you're shooting green screen or things that demand a very high sensitivity in the area of color. It also features waveform monitor and vector scope for people who are really serious about doing video, which is very cool. Now, in terms of the GH5, and we've been waiting on this camera for a while now, I actually am very excited about this. And is it something that I'm interested in? Yes. I am very interested. I don't know if it'll replace the current setup that I have. I've reviewed several Panasonic cameras over the last couple of years. Before I get into this, let me say that I do like Panasonic. I think that for the money, they give you an enormous bang for your buck. I've been pretty critical in certain areas, and people tend to jump on me saying, oh, well, you hate, you're a Sony fanboy, you hate Panasonic. That's not the truth. I, I actually do like Panasonic. There are two complaints that I've had with Panasonic, though. One is that they tend to protect the top of the lineup by removing features on other cameras, and that, to me, is frustrating. With the GH5, you won't have to worry about it because it is the new flagship in this lineup, so it's not like they're gonna hold anything back on that camera. And the GH4 was a pretty serious camera, especially for video, more so than any other still camera that does video as well. Um, the GH4 is the real deal. And the GH5, I really have my fingers crossed with this because I think it's gonna be outstanding. Now, the other issue that I have with Panasonic cameras in general is the Micro Four Thirds sensor. And it looks like they have not really given us a new Micro Four Thirds sensor, but there are some other things in place that will hopefully alleviate some of the stuff that I'm going to refer to here. Now, first of all, the problem it's not the size of Micro Four Thirds, it's actually the Micro Four Thirds sensor they used. Sony have been using back, backside illuminated sensors for a while now, and so you can make very small sensors that perform well in low light. The GH4, as great a camera as that is, is just not a low light beast. It's just, you have to work around that. It's a great camera. 
And I was kind of hoping that the GH5 would work around that, and it may. Um, they're saying that it, with the new Venus engine, that it's actually going to perform some of the. It's actually going to improve some of the noise performance in low lighting conditions, as well as autofocus. And that is the other beef that I have when you're using the same sensor. Like for instance, Sony with the RX105, which is a totally different camera. It's a compact. But the autofocus in there is outstanding because they've moved to redesigning the sensor to support phase detection autofocus, which you have also seen in Canon models such as the 5D Mark IV, as well as the 80D, 70D, and a few others. And so those are some things that I think that once this camera is released, it will be really interesting to see, and I can't wait to get my hands on to try one. I would like to know your thoughts as well. Is this something you guys are interested in? Are the video capabilities, uh, particularly 4K at 60 frames a second, that's like outstanding. Um, if you want to shoot at 60 frames a second, if you want to slow things down and you'd like to shoot in 4K, this will be ideal. And the fact that it supports 10-bit color in camera is pretty amazing. And so it'll be really interesting to see what this looks like when we can finally get our hands on it. So anyway, leave me a comment. And as always, if you've enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it, and subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll always be up to date on all the latest and greatest videos that I do here. Until the next one, I'll see you guys then. Later.